we welcome you to our Easter service. We're so glad that you came to celebrate what he's done for us. Think about it. You're actually coming to your own party because of what he does or what he's done. We rejoice today because it changed our lives forever. Amen. So we invite you to just worship and invite the presence of God into your midst and let him touch you in a way that only he can. Before we get started today, I want to make an announcement. We took up our resurrection seed offering last Sunday, and we're going to give a couple more weeks for those that may not have been able to participate in to give toward that. The resurrection seed offering is an offering that we take up, and every penny of it goes toward the principal amount of the church mortgage. How many of you know that debt is not our friend? <laughs> and so I hate debt. I, I don't like being in debt, and I thank God that he's providing for us. So we give God praise that last Sunday we were able to take up $28,545. We're, we're giving a couple more weeks for monies to come in, and then we'll be taking that and applying every penny of that against the principal amount. And just so you have an understanding of what an impact that has, over the life of that loan, paying that money down will end up saving us probably in the vicinity of something like sixty to seventy thousand dollars I'm talking about just that amount so we've done this over the last several years and we've been able to diminish what we would have been paying over the life of that loan by probably close to at this point in time I'm going to say 150 to probably 175 thousand dollars I I let's give God praise look in the last in the last, I believe it's eight and a half years since we've been here, we have attacked that loan and we owe that when we started out, I think we were at 2.8 and now we're like at 1.8, under 1.8. So give God praise. We've been able to. Now, there is a debt that I can't pay, a debt that you can't pay. And if you default on it, it's eternity in hell. Pretty serious stuff, right? I mean, I'd a whole lot rather they come and take my car away than something like that happen to me. But God always intended to make a way for man. Even when we blew it. How many of you have ever blown it before? Do you understand why? Because your parents blew it. I'm not talking about the parents you're sitting next to. I'm talking about our first parent. We're not three chapters into Genesis, and man has managed to get himself kicked out of the garden. We blew it. But we serve a God that refuses to leave us or forsake us. A God that comes after us even when we have blown it. Aren't you glad for that today? That he doesn't leave us where he found us. I think about the process of time and what God did and how 
all this came to pass. And he kept his word to us throughout Scripture. They were looking for a Messiah. That day in Genesis, God immediately made provision for us when he said that man, or, that, or he told the serpent, he said, you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. <laughs> From that point... Jesus was on, well, actually, before that point, Jesus was on his way. Because the scripture said that he was a lamb slain from the foundations of the world. He came to us. It seemed, it seemed like that we were hopelessly lost, that nothing we could do could escape death. We could not free ourselves from sin, and darkness kept creeping in on us. As a matter of fact, in Scripture, there's 400 years of darkness that comes upon us from the book of Malachi until a light would shine in Matthew and the light of the world would enter into the darkness of the earth and begin to make a way for us. When he came, he came and showed himself real and powerful. He was not just another carpenter's son. He wasn't just a would-be rabbi. He wasn't just another teacher. He wasn't just another someone rising to the top just to fall. He was more than a man. He was the Messiah, the chosen one. As a matter of fact, the scripture described him this way, that he was a visible image of an invisible God. God manifest in flesh. My friend, however you look at it, you have to admit with me that he is an awesome God. Respect in every aspect and special guest of the man and God bless anything tested. Notice that Jesus Christ said the best every time. No, all the of and all the crew. Remember, so the end them known for Jesus Christ. Lift them high. I'm not here for Christ. Bust the place. Bust the place. No, no, no. Mercy. Yeah. This song right here is dedicated to all my people that felt like giving up and you didn't think you were going to make it. Bless Check it out, y'all. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. All right.
showed himself awesome everywhere he went. When he entered into this world, he had a mission in mind, and that mission was us. The Bible said that he came to his own, but his own received him not. The religious world seemed to push him out because he brought something they'd never seen, the presence and power of the living God. Sadly, the synagogue had slipped into tradition and they had lost the essence of who they were serving. They pushed people away and Jesus gathered them together. It didn't matter what side of the tracks you were from or it didn't even matter whether you were a Jew or a Gentile. He demonstrated that when he reached out to the woman at the well, the one that had felt so broken and had made so many mistakes, and yet he came to let her know that all her mistakes, all her sin, 
could be forgiven. The woman whose daughter was possessed with a spirit, he answered her cry and freed her daughter because he saw her desperation. And even those that seemingly wanted nothing to do with him at all, whose lives had been completely taken over, had been lost in the midst of their sin and now controlled by it, he went after them. He did not forget them. He did not write them off. And when all of Israel stayed away from them, Jesus is drawn to them so he might set them free.
free. How many of you think it feels good to be free? He came into this world and showed himself powerful. When there were those that others could not help, he helped them. He did not back away from our situation or turn his face away from our problem, but he rescued us from it. Ask the man whose son had died. And they came to him and said, Master, it's too late. Don't, don't bother. Don't trouble the teacher any longer. It's too late. Your daughter or your son is gone. And Jesus overheard it. And he said, just believe. Just believe. And so they did and they saw things that this world had never seen before. They watched blinded eyes open and the lame walk. Deaf ears were unstopped. And the dead were raised to life again. Those that were around him were so excited because of what he was doing. And they knew that after all this time, this is the Messiah. This is the one that we've waited for. They gathered around him by multitudes to cheer him on. And when he came into Jerusalem that day, they laid their garments in the path. And he rode over them and they declared, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. He was the son of David, the son of God. It seemed like nothing could stop him now. But there was one thing they didn't understand. They didn't understand why he had come. They wanted to make him a king. He was already a king. For them to place a crown on his head would be like painting a ruby or trying to put lacquer on a diamond. They could not lift him any higher than he was. But he didn't come to be lifted in man's eyes he came to be lifted up for man's sin to be crucified so he had rescued others but who would rescue him sometimes if we're not careful we forget about the price that he paid we just come and we sit in services and we sing our songs and pat our hands but we forget that we've been bought with a price and it was an exorbitant price. Don't ever sell yourself cheap because in his own estimate, my friend, you are priceless. It's not a price he wanted to pay, but it was one he was willing to pay. In the garden when he began to pray and he asked that that cup pass from him, he experienced so much anxiety that the capillaries in his blood system began to rupture and he secreted blood through the sweat glands of his body. And the sweat came as great drops of blood. He had rescued others. But who would rescue him? He said, Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. But if this is the only way I can rescue them, then not my will, but your will be done. 
They didn't understand. They could not comprehend what he was doing. He was getting ready to purchase our salvation. And he would do more that day than purchase our salvation. He would purchase our healing. For a Roman whip that ripped open his back, the scripture declared that by his stripes we were healed. It's true that he took on our sin. But he also took on our sickness so we could be free. Today, I want to invite you to take a walk with me, a walk that so often we soon forget. Let's go down memory lane and understand that every memory we have isn't pleasant. But what he did there that day is worth remembering. Vino 
His love for us can never be questioned. All you have to do is look at Calvary. Peter couldn't understand what was going on. The Lord earlier told him in the garden that two swords would be enough, and yet when he used it, he told him, put it up. Don't you know that I could end this? That I could call to my father and he would send legions of angels to free me? But if I do that, how will I ever free you? They beat him until he was unrecognizable. It's one thing to go through something like that if you can't stop it. But to suffer through it, knowing you can end it at any moment, there's only one thing that can describe that, and it's love. Love. For God so loved the world that he gave. I wonder today if you've ever taken the time to say thank you, Lord. Maybe this is new to you today, and maybe church has just been about a gathering place, and sometimes it's easy to forget why we gather. He loves you so much. He'd rather die for you than to go to heaven without you. So I want to give you an invitation today to open your heart to remember what he did and answer, here I am, Lord. Save me. Would you pray this prayer with me now? Father, today I remember and I am so sorry for the price you had to pay. But Jesus, it will not have been in vain because today Right here, right now, I say yes. Yes, Lord, I love you, and I want you to be my Savior. Come into my heart and rescue me. I turn my back on sin, and I turn my face towards you, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, there are angels that are rejoicing right now in heaven. Do you understand that? That You say, Pastor, it couldn't be that easy. You just saw it wasn't easy. 
He did the hard part so we could receive him. Go ahead and give him a hand clap of praise in here. I don't know why he did. I'm just glad he did. I can't tell you the number of times that I've prayed and said, God, thank you for my salvation. But then I'm reminded of what it cost. And I, I, I find myself asking him or just telling him, I'm so sorry it cost you so much. So it makes me want to give it all to him. There were those that day that didn't understand what was going on. They had seen him do the impossible, and he was their hero. Peter and Paul, or Peter and James and John that had walked with him, and later Paul that would come to know him. What they saw that day seemed like someone defeated. They saw a man that had defied gravity and walk on water ripped open like someone plowing a field. The question that had to be haunting all of their minds is why? Why are you doing this? Why don't you stop them? He'd seen them stop them so many times before. He watched them lay hundreds of men flat on their back in a garden that had come after him. But he wanted them to understand something else. That the hands that were taking him away were not taking him by force. He said, no man takes my life. I'm going to lay it down and I'm going to pick it back up. This promise I've received from my father. And so through all of that Friday's horror, through the darkness and the fears and the anguish and the pain and everybody's heart broken, he wanted to remind them it was only Friday. Sunday was coming. This wasn't the end. It would not be, the story would not end with a stone rolled in front of a tomb. It would not end on, at the end of a Roman whip or with spikes through his wrists and feet. But he would do the unthinkable. He would challenge the enemy in the enemy's own domain. For the scripture said that as Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man entered the heart of the earth. He would show up in hell so we wouldn't have to go through it he would defy the devil and all of his imps and demons and show that he was indeed alive I know it was quiet I know it was dark but it was only Friday the breaking of day Sunday morning would hear the voice of the Father whispering these words from heaven Arise my love
I want you to understand today that because he conquered the grave, he made us conquerors too. Do you understand that this Easter we celebrate something that not only took place back then, but something that's going to take place again and again and again and again. For every believer that ever closes their eyes, the devil's going to lose his grip. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He's proven he can do it, and he'll do it again and again and again and again. If we say yes, you walk out of here today knowing that you one day will defy gravity. <laughs> Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. And in that not too distant future, throughout the service today, every once in a while you'd hear a horn sound, a trumpet. Hit it one more time, would you, brother? One day you're going to hear a blast and it's going to be a lot louder and a lot prettier. You have to understand, our ears have never heard the sound that heaven's getting ready to make when he comes back for his people. But when it does, I just got this feeling, Lisa, that every one of us is going to know what's happening. <laughs> I don't think believers are going to start looking around at each other. What is that? Did you hear that? What do you think that is? I think in that instant, we're going to feel the power of God go through us in a surge that's going to lift us right up off of our feet. And we're going to rise to be with him. Would you stand with me today? We are so thankful that you came. Our prayer for you is that you and your household would experience the love of God and the salvation of our Savior. May every day of your life be filled with his grace. May you always sense his presence. And may you know in your darkest hour that he is still alive. Amen. God bless you today. We love you. Thank you for being here. Until next week, we'll see you then.